Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium. I'm your host, Jim Barron. We're talking about the Rays on and off the field today. We're going to be talking about some golf, PGA, LIV related. Also, the Bucks making a little bit of a move in the preseason here. The number is always 877-448-7901. Sports at Power901.com. We'll get your email on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power90.1. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria, serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family-owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formagios.com. F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. Formagios Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, fans. Let's start with baseball. First of all, a couple days back, we had the All-Star Game in Los Angeles, American League versus National League. As you know by now, Shane McClanahan was the sole representative of our Rays out in L.A., and he also got the start. What a great honor for him. Congratulations, USF product. Um, Even though he didn't have a great first inning, he only did pitch one inning, by the way, gave up two runs, but the American League did come back and score three runs in the fourth inning to uh, win the game, three to two, basically, and what was anything but a a thriller of a game. (laughs) I had to say... Um, watching these all-star games, no matter what sport it is, now it's no wonder the Major League Baseball all-star game was had one of the lowest ratings ever. Uh, these games are getting harder and harder to watch all the time. Baseball uh, it just maybe is a little bit better than some of the others. I mean, why you'd even want to consider watching uh, an NFL uh, all-pro game, a pro bowl game, I mean, they don't even tackle. It's really a, uh, you know, a travesty watching that go through. Uh, you have the NBA basketball game, which is really no one plays defense less than other times. Um, and that's that's hard to watch as well. NHL hockey, aside from some of the skills challenges, I don't think, uh, I, I know that's the least watched one of all of them. Then you have baseball. So, uh, I will say it is nice to see the fans in the stands, 52,000 fans out there in L.A., seeing the kids with the with the hats on and, and whatnot, cheering on their, their favorite players. Uh, I guess that's the uh, important thing if you want to look at it that way because surely the uh, play on the field, uh, I guess it did have some semblance to a game compared to some of the other all-star games that we talked about. But but still, I mean, it's it's really... I think it's featured more uh, around the home run derby the, the night before on Monday night where you had Juan Soto beating out Tampa's Pete Alonso there for the home run crown. Um, and even that, when you're watching that, it's just the same same thing year after year. Someone's, you, know, you get some guy throwing the ball, whether it's the batting coach, the 
the player's father, his brother, uncle, whoever it might be, throwing meatballs and the guy trying to, you know, jack it out of the yard. Um, I think actually that was more exciting than the than the game itself the next day. But I think my point is is that uh, as we go through the season now, the first half of the season is over. The All Star Game's in the books. Um, Juan Soto hit the most home runs in the All-Star home run contest. And now we, and that was after turning down $440 million mm-hmm. uh, from the offer he had with the Nationals a couple of days prior to that. So uh, <laughs> anyway, the second half of the season is about to get underway. And that's the important thing right now. The Rays, as usual, are in the mix. Right now, if the playoffs were to start, they would be a wild card team. Trying to go out there and uh, catch the Yankees may not be in the cards this year for them or anyone else. As we start the second half of the season, now you're breaking down some of the teams. I just want to go through maybe uh, my top three levels here. The Yankees right now are kind of in a in a league by themselves. They, they're going out there. They're uh, winning on the road. They're playing tough at home. Uh, the question is, are they going to win 110 games or more this year? And who knows? Uh, they, they may be able to. Are they going to be able to dominate in the home stretch? Or, you know, are they going to be able to take it easy a little bit, rest some players? Of course, you have the injury bug. Right now, that team is 64-28, and 28, obviously first place in the American League East. I think um, it's safe to say they're in the playoffs at this point. And now, will they win 110 or more games? That's something that can possibly um, get done. Other question with that team is Aaron Judge. Is Aaron Judge going to hit 60 home runs? That's something that he has a chance to do. Although I can't see why teams would pitch to him uh, going down the stretch. Uh, the Yankees are going to probably have to keep their foot on the gas a little bit if they want to. Uh, Maintain that number one seed, and I'll tell you why. Because I think Houston, and as you saw the first two games after the All Star break and the doubleheader, Houston, uh, they can hang with them. But talking about the Yankees right now, I think that um, the Judge, I don't think he'll hit 60 home runs, and I think that the Yankees will win about 105 games. So that's my take on that. But as you go down, and, and if you look, I mean, when you're out there looking at the Yankees right now, you have Aaron Boone who, you know, putting pieces of the puzzle together. He's he's doing really a, a, a good job. He's keeping it simple. Uh, and, you know, without Chapman being as dominant as he's been in the past, they're still finding ways to go out there and win. They're going to have to add to their bullpen, I believe. But, uh, no, come October, some things tend to change and it relies more on, on pitching, I believe. But as for right now, the Yankees are in that first uh, group of teams, I, I think, by themselves. I want to break down the... The next five biggest threats, in my opinion, to the Yankees and the aforementioned Astros. Uh, their record's 59-32. Uh, obviously, they're a, a pretty much of a shoe-in for the playoffs as well, judging any unforeseen uh, happenings or circumstances. They got Justin Verlander. So you have Verlander who can go out there and um, go pitch for pitch with Garrett Cole, the Yankees. You talk about Judge, the Yankees, I'll give you Jordan Alvarez. So, you know, the Astros can also go out there and win 105-plus games uh, by the time everything's all said and done. So I think that the way that 
the Yankees have been playing. Uh, Houston's a very good road team, but even as good of as the road team that they are, when you're playing the way the Yankees are playing right now, I think they're playing 755 ball, I think I saw it at home. So it's really tough to go beat a team that's playing that. Are they going to do that all year? I don't think so. So you have the Astros as one team that can um, be in that next tier of, of teams that'll be there for the running. You also have the Dodgers, of course. Um, they're 60 wins, 30 losses going into the second half of the All-Star game. Can they take down the Yankees in the in the uh, series? Of course they could. They've got some awesome talent on that team. You know, when you're talking on, um, with the players that they have, they have some people coming back from injuries, though. So they're going to get Walker Bueller back, Dustin May, Heaney, Duffy, um, and that are those players are just going to add to the nucleus of players that they have. We're talking about, you know, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts. You saw those guys. You saw Trey Turner, Will Smith, of you know Julio Urias, Gosselin, Clayton Kershaw. So, I mean, the Dodgers are probably, and it's no, and it's those. Um, wonder that the Yankees and the Dodgers are the two highest payroll teams in the majors right now. It's funny how that works. But anyway, you have um, the Dodgers, the Astros. I've got to put the Mets in there right now for the second half of the year. Uh, the Mets almost have 60 wins, I believe, after the first half of the season. And I think it really comes down to what Jacob DeGrom's going to do if he remains healthy. Um, joins the, the rotation that they have. Don't forget, they got Max Scherzer, Tawan Walker, Chris Bassett. So the Mets have a good starting lineup. And you know, when you go out there and play, and you got, of course, Alonzo, you got Francisco Lindor, Nemo, McNeil, Kana, Marte. So they can go out there and play some ball. They've been playing great. Of course, they're in first in the National League East. And I really don't see them slowing down. And they may even get a little bit better like I said, once they, um, if the Grom comes back and, and starts, you know, being able to play and contribute. Uh, so those three, I also have to say the uh, Braves are in that uh, tier or level, if you will. 56 wins, 38 losses in the first half of the season. I think they're going to obviously make the playoffs. Don't forget, they're the defending World Series champions. And like I said, you're the champion until someone beats you, no matter what sport it might be. With Acuna out there, um, Austin Riley, you have uh, Travis Denaud, uh, Spencer Strider. Uh, you know, they don't walk too much at the plate. So... It was saying that they strike out a lot, which may not fare well for them once the playoffs start, but they're definitely a team that I would put up there as one of the top uh, four or five to go out there and um, compete for uh, the playoff and the, for the World Series, for that matter. And we're talking about the other teams in the league. You have the, the Red Sox in the American League East. You have the Blue Jays in the American League East. And, you know, talking about our Rays, what do the Rays have to do right now to go out there and, um, you know, first of all, get to the playoffs? The way that the team is looking, the injuries. They have 30% of their team on the injured reserve list. I mean, how do you win a game with 30% of your players on the I.L.? It's crazy. So uh, they find a way, next man up in this organization. It's a very well-run organization from 
top to bottom. And, and I think you have Franco, who's going to be out through August. And, you know, he's that person on that team that I believe has to come back, has to play well for them to have any chance to advance past um, the first round, assuming they get to the playoffs. It was nice to see um, Brandon Lowe come back, had a couple good games before the break. And I, I will say one thing, though, as far as the Rays go, something very important. Wander Franco, he's going to be out now for another uh, probably five, six, seven weeks with that broken bone in his hand. But he learned a valuable lesson last month. You don't leave $650,000 worth of jewelry in your um, Rolls Royce when you're going up to Jacksonville for a rehab game. Yep, that was the story that broke yesterday. Uh, the police report came out. $650,000 of jewelry in a $60 um, safe box that he put underneath the seat in his car. So someone broke in there with a wrench and you know, tried pawning some of the um, jewelry and, and whatnot. There's a watch. There's a couple of rings, I guess, in there. So long story short, if you have $650,000 worth of jewelry, don't put it in a $60 lockbox under the seat of your uh, Rolls Royce. All right. That's just a you know, Jimmy B sports tip there. Anyway, the Rays playing the Royals this weekend, kicking off the second half of the season. Uh, let me know what you think about um, what they need to do besides getting people healthy. Obviously, that's the main thing. 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. Be right back to talk some more Rays off the field. Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property Shop shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Want to stay on the Rays for another couple minutes here, talking about the latest uh, updates with their quest for a new stadium. Stu Sternberg and the boys, I guess this past week, Major League Baseball had, had brought it up to uh, they mentioned to Sternberg that they'd really like to uh, make this a priority for the team to find a location and proceed with the negotiations uh, and get it going, pretty much. Uh, instead of dragging your feet like they've been for the last four or five years, it's getting a little bit uh, redundant to talk about them, but nonetheless, it's something that we need to touch upon. So I guess... Between now and the end of the month, which leaves next week sometime, um, they're going to have a conversation with the people in St. Pete about a um, possible location and ballpark down there in St. Pete. So to me, it makes no sense whatsoever. When you have Major League Baseball uh, telling you that they want a team in the Tampa area, in Hillsborough County, not in Pinellas County, 
and you're going to be having a conversation or a meeting next week with officials of St. Pete, all that means is that they're going to be talking about locations down there uh, in St. Pete and, um, you know, you know, to keep everything going the way it's been going, Sternberg is basically, here's my opinion, it's not that hard to go find a location and see if it's going to work and see if the funding is there to be able to look at all the different nuances that go into a stadium. Is it complicated? Sure. Has it been done recently? Sure. Look at what's going on in um, Texas. They built one up there. They built another one in Atlanta not so long ago. Once you do that, you get an all-star game guaranteed. We could have already had the all-star game here if Stu would have finalized things years ago when they are talking about the location. So here's the bottom line in my opinion. Um, Finding a location is, it's not that hard to do. Being in real estate for 25 years, 30 years, you can find a location for someone. Then it's a matter of, do you have the funds to pay it? Or who's going to pay it? Right now, all the Rays organization wants, and when I say them, I'm referring to Sternberg because as a whole, the Rays organization is, is a very well-run machine. Uh, but for some reason, I have to take Sternberg out of that equation when I talk about that because of his actions on what he's doing. He, in my, this is just my opinion, I don't know anything other than, than you know, but what I see happening is someone just dragging everything along, uh, stringing people along, trying to find the best possible deal to the last minute. Now, is that good business? Sure, at sometimes. It'll, it'll work. You're not doing your fans any favors, that's for sure. You're not doing the area down here any favors. As a fan, I'm disappointed that they haven't found a location already and begun to you know, start putting some shovels in the dirt. That's what we want to see. We don't want to hear possible locations, whether it's you know, St. Pete or Ybor, the fairgrounds, or whatever it might be this week as compared to last week. When Major League Baseball says they want you to um, you know, pretty much get it done, they want you to get it done because here's what's going to happen if they don't. There's lawsuits against Sternberg with his minority partners. Major League Baseball does not want that on the forefront because then they're going to have to disclose uh, financials. And trust me, the Major League Baseball does not want to go down that road. So they're going to do everything they can to put pressure on Sternberg to get this done. Now, all Sternberg does when he talks with the officials over here in Hillsborough County is say, how much? How much will you give me? You know, if the price tag is going to be, you know, a, a billion dollars, Right now, it's looking like 300, maybe 350 million is all Hillsborough County will commit to, but they want to know the process. It's the naming rights and everything that goes along with it. There's ways to make it work, but Sternberg and the organization won't commit to it one way or the other. Bottom line, St. Pete Baseball Stadium is a issue that should not be Considered, It's a failed, failed business opportunity if you're looking at the fan attendance. There's 650,000 people within a 30-mile radius. Major League Baseball wants 2 million in a 30-mile radius. You know where that is? Over here in Hillsborough County, the Tampa area, there's 2.5, 2.6 million within a 30-mile radius of 
uh, Ybor or of I-75. Now with Orlando growing, Lakeland growing, that's where all the growth is going to be. Wouldn't it make sense to put a stadium somewhere around there? For some reason, Sternberg has not, he just wants to know how much will you give me? How much, how much, how much? So what it's going to come down to is this. He keeps on dragging his feet. Major League Baseball is going to say, you know what? You're going to have to sell your shares of that team to someone else. So who does that leave in this area that might be a potential buyer, which I think would be great for the team. I think that's something that should be considered, and who knows, maybe that's a possibility, but the way it stands right now, if they don't do that, Sternberg has absolutely zero loyalty to this area, zero. When you look at what he's doing compared to what Vinick has done with the Lightning, it's like comparing apples to oranges. One person's doing it the right way for the community, for the players and everyone else involved. The other one is doing it just to put dollars in his pocket. Um, not saying that's not a good business decision, but it's not what this is best for this area. So uh, whether it be a, a location up by the fairgrounds, which I'm hearing now that maybe that's not the way they want to go. Is it the gas works location down there in Ybor? Is it the original one a little bit closer to uh, State Road 60 there in uh, the Ybor area? One of these locations, they need to tie down and start to proceed with it, or there's going to be backlash and ramifications for Major League Baseball because Manfred's not going to put up with it much longer. He does not want this to get dragged out any longer for the reasons that I stated before. So um, I'd love to hear your input. I I do get some emails from you guys. um, And again, the consensus is that St. Pete is a very nice area. In a lot of ways, there's more to do in downtown St. Pete than downtown Tampa. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, The way it's built up over there and the way that um, the entertainment district is over there in the water is fantastic. But from a baseball standpoint, look at the attendance for the last however many years you want to look. It's, it's not working. You need a smaller stadium over here. That would work, in my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of the, the listeners that do get a hold of me and, and voice their opinion. So 877-448-7901, uh, sports at power 901. You can get a hold of me that way. Let me know, again, your thoughts. And you know, we talk about the Rays. They put a fantastic product on the field year in and year out. And, you know, we can, we can gripe all we want about you know, uh, some of the uh, calls, some of the plays, injuries, whatnot. That's all part of the game. But when it comes right down to it, these guys go out there and they deserve to, you know, have the fans behind them, have fans in the seats cheering for them. And that's what I think uh, would be nice to have for this area. Well, we'll be right back to keep the show going and listen to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. 
Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Is it time for college football yet? Now, I know around here we love our college football, and I'll tell you what, I hear a lot of chatter about uh, USF getting an invitation from the um, ACC. They're going to join potentially Miami and Florida State in the um, ACC conference. What would that do for the uh, the whole state with the football? That'd be pretty awesome in my opinion. Uh, that was some of the good news that I've heard. Hopefully that comes to fruition. And like I said, I, I really enjoy the start of college football thinking about you know all the rivalries over the years and then you know I start reading a little bit about it and all of a sudden my enthusiasm wanes when I see things like Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford and the commissioner discuss improving benefits what I had to read that again. You know what? Yeah, I, I get it. Clifford wants his own NIL company when he graduates. He's already been there, I think, six years at Penn State. Uh, he should worry more about his 66 um, football rating, quarterback rating for the Nittany Lions and what they have to do to win this year instead of worrying about creating a union for players in the Big Ten. Now, you have the Big Ten. It's going to be exciting. You have UCLA, USC coming over to the Big Ten. So um, it's going to be a multi-billion dollar media league when everything gets done with it. you got the College Football Players Association. Um, what they're trying to do right now, Clifford said he met with uh, – you know, some of the, the, the association and they want to organize uh, medical care and a share of future revenue for the players. Um, Medicare for the players after their college careers have come to an end. Um, you have a variety of improvements for players and, and former players. So, I mean, to me, those are all things that if you want to pursue that as a career path after you're done playing, by all means, good luck, and I hope it hope it works out well, and you know you might be able to help. But you know, you're talking about a a quarterback in a Big Ten team that's you know talking about representatives on each campus who can advocate for players during medical situations or other disputes, um, the funds from the conference to purchase medical insurance for former players. Uh, you're talking about uh, a to-be-determined percentage amount of meteorite revenue for players? Come on. I mean, <laughs> maybe I'm getting old, but you talk about the NCAA. You're talking about players that are going to be a student athlete. I don't see anything where it says student athlete entrepreneur in, in that equation. It's, it's student athlete. Go out there, pick a school that you want to go to, if you're fortunate enough to get a scholarship to one of these said schools, go out there and give it all you have, both on the field, on the court, whatever your sport of choice may be, and in the classroom. 
Now, shouldn't that be the, the way it is? Shouldn't that be, you know, and look forward, if you're a Penn State player, you should be looking forward to your rivalry game. Oh, wait, wait, we don't have rivalry games anymore because for some reason we shuffled everything and, you know, who, who's, who's Penn State's rival? Speak of Clifford. I'd love to hear that. He probably doesn't have an answer to that one, but he wants to go out there and, and start a potential union for players to go out there and, uh, <laughs> take advantage of what they can in this industry. It's all becoming a business. The players, the players are going out there and they're going to conferences where they're going to get the most money. They're talking about NIL, name, image, and likeness for these players. Sure, you want to go out there and do a couple ads, do a couple uh, promotions for um, these these companies that want to support you out there, sure, go ahead. If you can fit it in, if you can fit it in, make sure you keep your classes up though, right? Make sure you go out there and, and you're worried about, no, football. That's why you're there, right? Or basketball, or whatever the sport may be that you're there. But now it's just a, no, it's just a business. No, we want medical insurance. We want a percentage of revenues. Uh, if not, we're going to form a union and, and go for, Really? You're 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old student athletes. Again, I'll, I'll emphasize the student athlete part. It's not student athlete entrepreneur, not student athlete business person. You're in college. Graduate from college with a degree of your choice. Hopefully you have a great career in the sport that you chose. That school paid for your ability to go there on a scholarship and you have a good experience for the four years, or in Clifford's case, it's gonna be, I think, five or six years. Go there, when you graduate, then pursue a career, all right? Not before, I, I don't, I don't wanna hear the before stuff. I wanna hear about your thoughts on the Big 10, on what team you think is gonna be the team to beat. Is it gonna be Michigan, Michigan State? What's the Ohio State gonna do you know, against Michigan this year? Who's your, uh, who's your rivalry gonna be for the Thanksgiving rivalry weekend? That's the stuff I wanna hear about college football. That's what I miss about college football. Everything is turning to the dollars because what they think is that if it makes dollars, it makes sense. And that's not always true in the way things are right now. There are some things that I don't think should be messed with. And, you know, paying the players, like I said, if there's an amount that makes sense that you can go out there and um, pay them, no, per month that they're there, whatever, for the expenses and whatnot, or if they want to do some type of advertising or commercials for uh, corporate sponsors in the area, go ahead. If you can fit it in, if you can fit it in, it doesn't affect your student or athlete responsibilities, then go ahead. If it does, that's when it gets shut down, not because you're making money. So you have teams coming across the country, USC and UCLA, to play in the Big Ten and make it a mega conference so they can compete against the SEC down here. And we'll see, you know, they, they're more concerned about who's going to have more money doing that and what players are going to have, you know, more revenue rights and everything else, which to me is backwards. It's backwards. So, um, again, your thoughts, if you disagree with me, that, that's fine. I want to hear it. JimmyBSports.com, 877-448-7901. Like I said, the good news was when I heard about USF maybe getting a um, invitation to the ACC, I think that would be great you know, for the state. I'd love to see the, the local team here. Uh, be a part of that uh, part of that conference so your thoughts if you want to give me a call let me know what you think we'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1
You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. No, I'm not. You are cheap. Well, maybe I am. If you're buying a diamond ring for your wife, it's not cool to be cheap. If you're buying airline tickets, oh, it's very cool to be cheap and called Trip Amigo, where you can fly anywhere in the world and save up to 75% on over 500 airlines and 300,000 hotels. Call Trip Amigo now. 800-908-1833 That's 800-908-1833 Now, now back to the show Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show On Power 90.1 Welcome back sports fans Just touching a little bit on the Bucks, As you know, training camp's beginning Kyle Rudolph was just signed by the Bucks as a tight end from the Giants to help the team out now that Rob Gronkowski has decided to retire for the fifth time, it seems. Um, you know, people keep on saying about Rob Gronkowski and, you know, he's going to come back after their training camp's over, after the fourth game's over, when Brady calls him, he's coming back, whatever it might be. You know, quite honestly, if the dude wants to retire... Let him retire. If he doesn't want to play, he doesn't have to play. We can win without Rob Gronkowski. He isn't the end-all to everything. Uh, I know he's friends with Brady, and you know Brady's been thrown to him for, well, it seems like 20 years now, but I'm sure that we can go out there and uh, win games without Gronkowski in their catching passes. Again, is he in football shape? You keep on seeing videos of him working out and everything else. Hey, Rob, if you want to come back and play, we'd love to have you play. All right? If you don't want to play, say you don't want to play, and then don't worry about it anymore. I keep, the more I hear about Gronkowski, the more I think he's one of these guys that just needs the limelight, that just wants to go out there and people think, keep on talking about him. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is Brady going to call him? Blah, blah, all that stuff. So, really, I'm tired of the Rob Gronkowski story, and quite honestly, you know, Rob, stay retired. Go have fun. You know, you, you had a great career. You know, go do some other business ventures and um, you know, take care of yourself. All right, it was good, good having you here with the with the Bucks. Other news for the Bucks: Fournette comes in at 260 pounds. All the alarm sirens are going off. What's going to happen with him? You know, he comes in at 260 pounds on Thursday. I bet he's down to 250 by Sunday and 240 ten more days from now. And you know, he'll be ready. Big game, uh, big game. Lenny, there will be ready. If uh, the time comes that he needs to go out there and play. Don't forget, there's a couple of preseason games, unfortunately. And then, you know, go from there. It's a long season. Fournette's one of those money players that if I had to say something, I would, you know, let him do what he needs to do. Is he really 260 pounds? Who knows? The way things get blown out of proportion all the time, it's really hard to follow the thing of what's going on. So that's the uh, the Buccaneers update right now. Oh, uh, football too. Matt, this Madden stuff drives me out of my head as well. Is, is Brady really ranked ahead of Aaron Rodgers? In the Madden 2022, wow! That that that's that's the issue. I think these players would really give up half of their salary to be ranked in the top two or three players on Madden. It's crazy the egos that these guys have. I understand you have to have someone of an ego to get to where they are in the first place. But when you get there and you're worried about a a video game, 
you know, do you think Aaron Rodgers cares that Brady is ranked ahead of him in, in Madden 2022? Uh, maybe he does. You know, um, he's that kind of person that maybe it does bother him. Do you think he would bother Brady? I don't know. I, I want to say no, but who? it could. My point is this. Forget about Madden. Go out there and get ready for the season. How about that? I wanted to talk some more golf. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here. But if you watch the LIV, um, not the LIV, I keep on saying LIV. If you watch the Open Championship last week, you saw Cameron Smith beat the other Cameron Young there and, you know, win the Claret Jug. Great back nine that he had. And, you know, one of the questions after the round when he's talking to the reporters would be, are you going to go to the LIV? Come on, really? That's the time and place to do it. Then we hear Henry Stens- Henrik Stenson uh, giving up his captaincy of the um, European Ryder Cup to go over there. Two other players, Kokrat and someone else is going there. Charles Barkley going to do a play in the Pro-Am and then see what they have to say, see what they have to offer him. You know, you have Faraday you know, going over there as a commentator. Uh, you know, is it time for them all to sit down and figure things out? I, I, I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it one more time. The PGA is cutting off their their nose to spite their face by not allowing players to play where they want to play, when they want to play. It cannot benefit them in the long run. Who do they have? handful of players two three four players maybe tiger come on man tiger's done uh, tiger will go out there and play a few more majors i'm just glad he's able to get out there and walk the course actually and play that's a tribute to him being able to get himself back to that point from those injuries but to compete to go out there and play so without him what does the pga really have uh they need to figure out if what they're doing is the right uh, track that they're on I don't think it is I believe that it would all be fine if both the DPA over there in um, Europe and the PGA got together and says you know what these want, guys, guys want to play over there in the LIV tour they can play they can come back and play here if they qualify we're going to still be able to give them the points to be able to qualify for these majors without these players in the majors it's going to really uh, take away from the luster that these majors have, in my opinion. I mean, there's one thing about making a lot of money, another thing about making a lot of money and writing your name on a Ryder Cup or a Claret Jug or the U.S. Open, the Wanamaker Trophy. There's a lot to be said for that. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Unfortunately, guys, that's all the time that we have. Um, JimmyBSports.com, shoot me an email. What is your favorite all-star game to watch out of the four majors baseball football basketball or hockey as always thank you for listening to the show you've been in the gymnasium my name is jim Barron. have a great weekend as always stay vigilant stay safe and above all stay positive we'll see you next week in the gymnasium on power 90.1